What did we just watch, Amy? We just watched In the Heights, the new film that came out on June 10th on HBO Max and in theaters. Yeah. We watched it on HBO Max because we're not ready quite yet to go to the theaters. And these are our first impressions, spoilers. So if you don't want spoilers, go watch it. Yeah. And then listen to this or or don't. Or don't watch it. I mean, go watch it. It's a pretty good movie. I was saying, don't listen. Oh. (laughs) You can watch it. And not listen to this. Yeah, or you can listen to this and not watch it. That's, all of those are all options. All of those are options. All of those are options. And we're coming into this un, unresearched with minimal knowledge of the musical. Yeah. I wish, as a theater scholar, I could confidently come in and talk to you about what they changed from the stage musical to I the can film. tell you some of it because I've looked it up. Um, <laughs> but, okay, well, I, I can't. I don't know. It's been. It's been a few years since we saw this time. stage production, so I don't remember. I didn't remember lots of things, so that's okay. I looked up stuff though. Well, I think I would watch again, and I would like to watch again because there's just so much happening. I feel like I said a similar thing when we watched Hamilton that there's yeah. just there's so a lot much happening in terms of the production that you want to catch not in a in a they put too much yeah it's into not like it. distracting right. it's just there's a lot happening there are a lot of layers it's very rich um and and I am exhausted after <laughs> watching it two and a half hours of of musical of, well more than just i mean yes of musical but of just so much going yeah. going on as i said lots of musical <laughs> it was lots of musical um but yeah i would watch again to be able to better appreciate it um it helps i think with musicals when you know some of the music too mm-hmm. and i don't know the music mm-hmm. except for the first number so the more yeah it's uh, it's a lot of work like just in the creation of a musical to like convey meaning in song clearly and effectively on first encounter, mm-hmm. which is you have to sort of write for that. You have to write for like the first time someone sees it, not the 39th time someone sees it. Because most people aren't going to see it 39 times. Uh, I feel like maybe you need to write it for both. Fair. Fair. For both kinds yeah. of fans. Well, I mean, you can get into uh, spoilers for Sweeney Todd. Um, there was an interview with Sondheim about the spoiler at the end of Sweeney Todd, which is that the old beggar woman is Todd's wife, who he thought was dead. Mm -hmm. Um, And he said he struggled a lot with, like, whether or not the reveal was too obvious and if people would be surprised at the end. And I was surprised the first time I heard it. Um, I did not see it coming. Um, but there are lots of clues that make it pretty clear what's going on if you know what to look for. And eventually he had to decide it didn't matter. That this was when it was important to be revealed in the plot for the characters, and that mattered more than whether or not the audience was surprised on any given experience. Which I thought was an interesting thought. Because they changed when something gets revealed in the In the Heights movie. There, there's a connection I made. Oh, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not complaining that I didn't get it on the. No, first, I don't think so. The first viewing. I, I think, think you I got, got it. No, I think I got it. <laughs> I just want to go back and get it and more. Have the, um, yeah, yeah, of, more of it. And I think that musicals are a unique art form where it is helpful to like listen to the music beforehand mm-hmm. and get an idea. What it's like. Sorry, I'm playing with I'm our playing with the microphone. microphone. I'm trying to get the, the Can you levels still hear us? Good. Are yeah. we still? We still on? I was worried I dialed the gain up too high because we were spiking, so I okay. I fiddled with it. Ooh, behind the scenes. Ooh. I turned a knob. I'm sure it made a big change. I hope so. Uh, yeah, yes. Musicals are often complex because they generate meaning. In multiple ways simultaneously, above and beyond what a straight play or a non-musical film might do. 
Yes, you got all the singing and dancing. There. Yeah. <laughs> I figured it out. The end. That's what it is. It's the I singing and dancing. It out. That's what, That's makes, what makes it, it different. <laughs> well, there's just so much high energy um, numbers. Mm-hmm. And having it done with the cinematically translated really well to yeah. have these huge numbers. Because I think on stage it's... A relatively small cast mm-hmm. and chorus. I mean, it's not... It's not, you know, Ziegfeld Follies chorus-sized. <laughs> it's certainly not as big as this, but being able to take up the space on New York streets mm-hmm. and um, having the big wide shots of, of big crowds, having a lot of voices in the... Um, in the chorus. Chorus. Yeah. I do think, really well. like, we didn't go see this in the theater. I think this would play very well in the theater. Yes, yeah. No, I would go see it. Had it not been for pandemic, <laughs> my first choice would be seeing this in a theater. Mm-hmm. I also appreciated, uh, I think John Chu and his cinematographer, I'm not sure who that was, did a good job of filming dance. Yes. Which... We've complained about a lot on this podcast. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people just cut off the dance happening yeah um cats yeah cats i'm looking at you You (laughs) look you'd made lots of poor decisions cats and that was one of them that was one of them (laughs) it's interesting too i think one of the reasons i got exhausted um in in a good way Mm -hmm. not not in a bad way is there's so many high energy numbers in the first like third yes. of the film and then they kind of taper off somewhat yeah um, well so you it, get all of that energy right right in the all excitement <laughs> and energy right at the beginning and then you get more into the story well in the heights the stage musical is not immune to the second act problem that so many broadway musicals have well you know your musicals please the second act problem is just well, yeah. Okay. Problem. Yes. Second acts With, are hard. Second acts are hard. <laughs> um, I think they tried to deal with that by actually mixing and matching some of the second act in this. Like, the actual narrative thrust of the film is weirdly watered down compared to the stage version. Um, and I don't just mean, like, the big plot points like... Um, Nina's mom is dead, which is not in the play. Um, her dad's not a racist, which is not in the film. Um, there was just... It took a relatively thin plot and made it thinner. Um, and then moved around some bits in ways that I don't know make sense, but I think we're trying to fight the second act problems, for lack of a better term. Um, like Pacencia y Fe, the big number from Abuela, is in the first act. Um... And she's alive to tell Usnavi about the ticket. And she's like, hey, I got this. I want to split the money oh, with so you. so she doesn't die in the stage. She does, but at the end. Oh, okay. Um, so you really, yeah. The, after sure. the reveal of the, of the ticket, which is in the first act, after the blackout, like, it's, it is, it might be blackout related. They extended the timeline a lot. Because, like, the play takes place over, like, three or four days. Mm-hmm. And this had a post-blackout, like, skip forward a month. Yeah. And then some more, which didn't help it narratively. It was a choice that I was like, I don't know why you made that choice. Yeah, I wondered. And I wondered why we needed the placards on the screen that said two days before blackout. Yeah. Three days before blackout. Yeah. A lot of those narrative choices didn't make any sense to me. I think the the framing device was bad. Having him tell the story to the kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then the fake out of like, oh, you think he's in he's the, the Dominican, he's but he's not. And I think... My personal opinion is that that was them, the creative team, not knowing how to deal with a musical that uses direct audience address. Um, because Usnavi is a narrator. Mm-hmm. And he turns to the audience and says things. 
And that is a much more commonly accepted stage convention than it is a film convention. And so I think they're like, it's weird that he just says things to the screen. We'll put some kids in front of him. And then the further choice of like, it's a fake out didn't work for me either. (laughs) And it jumps because it's his daughter. Yeah. It's in the kids. So it has to jump. It has like to jump like 30 years. years? Yeah. I don't know. That's really not how time not works. Years. That's but not it how jumps time forward works. a significant amount, which then makes some of the lines in the finale awkward as well. Because he's like, I'm going to get that second date with Vanessa. Also, I'm holding my child. <laughs> well, he said that when they yes. kind of flash back to the. <laughs> but they had the to have a cutback to that moment. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, the line didn't work in the. That's a good point. I didn't catch all of the lines because yeah. I, I. There was a lot going on. I also don't like to listen to musical albums without the musical. Yeah. So while you <laughs> can understand it better if you listen to the album a bunch, Emmy doesn't. I don't. So I'm. Everything is my fault for <laughs> not getting. I mean, it some all of the things the are the movie's time. fault. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say that. I did think. Yeah, I thought the framing was a little cheesy. Um, that's interesting that you think it was, I think direct address to the camera has become a lot more conventional these days. Yes. It's happened in a lot more mainstream things. So it's interesting. Well, and I think it's, it's weird that they didn't do it. Cause I, I think a lot of the movie is in the same way that in the Heights, the Broadway show is an homage to big Broadway hits and and is steeped in the language of the Broadway musical. I think they were trying to do that with the language of the Hollywood musical in mm-hmm. in some interesting ways. Those big wide shots. The big wide he, shots, like, the overshot numbers. Thousands. Yeah. Um, Huge choreographic. Like I was reminded of an American in Paris mm-hmm. of Uh, singing in the rain west side story like all of these big beautiful hollywood musicals of a Mm -hmm. certain era and like an american in paris has direct address to the audience Mm -hmm. like there's like the opening number is the main character like narrating about who the people are that he's gonna be in this show with so an unwillingness to do that i think is is almost coming from a place of like fear of the audience reacting poorly to it or something i don't know i i I struggled with that choice. Well, I saw it... By the end, I saw it as happening so that they could point towards the children and the daughter as the future of Mm -hmm. Washington Heights. Because it seemed like the thrust of the message in the film is very much of... um, About coming home, and you take home with you wherever you go. um, And you can... You can leave, you can come back. (laughs) Because... There's a, there's a strong pull to coming back. Yes. And to wanting to get out and have that experience and, and to come back to community mm-hmm. seemed to be a big narrative. Yeah. I'd, I'd say that's fair. Kind of the opposite of Thomas Wolfe saying, you can never go home again. <laughs> it's like, no, you have to go home again. Um, you have to go back. And I don't know how much of that was pumped up for the film versus, versus I, the stage. I feel like it was only because I feel like... I mean, they do jump forward to six, you yeah. know, however many years to do that final mm-hmm. number in. So there is a future for this place and it yes. still has a community. Yes. And it is... And it is unabashedly optimistic in that space which i think is true of the stage musical as well um you know there's there's one thing you can say to the lin-manuel miranda musical oeuvre such as it is it is that is very optimistic that's true um i think that's true of hamilton even though like hamilton ends on a very like dour note Overall, like, it is an optimistic retelling. Well, I mean, it's also very much looking towards the future. Who lives, who dies, who tells your story. So that's part of the optimism is is that your story gets told Mm -hmm. um, in honor. It's about memory. Memory. Yeah. 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 Memory. Memory. (laughs) Oh, cats. Oh, cats. (laughs) You always come back into the conversation. It's so important, Cats um, is. I mean, yeah, I can't. I can't speak to the stage musical. I, mm-hmm. I think there's 
an opening for ambiguity around the ending and the hopefulness because you have like the beauty salon and the mm-hmm. cab service or um, es- not escort service. <laughs> car service. Es- car service. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it's sort of like an escort, but not like that kind of escort. You know escort. how a lot of car services use escorts, the car yes. called an escort? That's where my mind went. <laughs> Not the other kind of escorts. Yeah, that's, that's where my mind just went. <laughs> um, but you do have gentrification mm-hmm. happening. So there is uncertainty about yeah, and I think, what the future... I think there's there's hope that Usnavi will still be there. Yes. But what will the neighborhood be like? Yes. And how will it change? And I think by jumping forward a handful of years, you solidify that and remove some of that ambiguity. Yes, that's why they, yeah. they were really ending on, on like, We've got to end on the happiest possible outcome. Well, because the only reason I could think of for them to cut the storyline about um, Nina's dad being racist and mm-hmm. not wanting her to date Benny, mm-hmm. who is black. a black character yes. in the show, um, is because it's makes it a more hopeful happy story yeah so there's there's like the conflict is kind of is 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 poverty class uh gentrification but nothing within the community itself so there's not divisiveness um which is not like which is a huge oversimplification of of latinidad (laughs) which is why i think a lot of people were disappointed in that reduction of complexity in a community. Yeah. Um, Because, like, racism is a thing in these communities. And it is impressive to have something like In the Heights show that and be willing to show that in what is still generally a very optimistic musical. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, Kevin, Nina's dad, comes around in the show. Like, it's not like he's racist and he stays racist forever. Um, Is his name really Kevin? Yeah. Okay. Yes, it is. Kevin Rosario. Maybe you didn't notice them calling him Kevin, because I did every single time. I'm like, that's my name. <laughs> like I said, there was so much going on, I couldn't quite take in all of the Yes, Kevin Rosario. Um, Played by Jimmy Smiths in the I, film. That's the only reason I could think of that they removed that yes. portion of the storyline. Yeah, no, I think that's why. I don't know that it was the right call. I think it was a decision that was made. <laughs> and, and of course, that, that then ties into the discussion around colorism that was happening in the casting of the film of generally all of the main characters being very light-skinned, the only Afro-Latino folks being in the background and being you know dancers and things like that. Um, which is not representative of the actual Washington Heights neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Which is all I really have to say about that. I don't have a lot of... I don't have a lot of more information. Yeah. I know people called out that. I know Lin-Manuel Miranda put a statement about it and was like, I'm sorry. I mean, I think he put out a better statement than I'm sorry. Yes. It was I, It I was not he, like a terrible apology or non-apology. Like saying, yeah, that... I guess that that did happen, and you know, it shouldn't have. It shouldn't mm-hmm. have taken. Um, yeah. Into account, I'll be interested what the original Broadway cast makeup was. Mm-hmm. Um, I read somewhere that a lot of the dancers in this were in the original Broadway cast, mm-hmm. um, which I think is a strong choice. Cool. Yeah, and and good for them. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, at least, you know, the two female leads, Nina and Vanessa, had a lot of not only lighter skin, but very, so what we might consider white beauty features, very mm-hmm. thin. Vanessa has, like, long, straight mm-hmm. hair. Um, I did like that with Nina. She comes home, her hair is very straight because she's, like, been trying to fit in, fit in exist in a predominantly white institution at Stanford Mm -hmm. and as the film goes on her hair gets curlier and curlier as she's like getting back in the neighborhood so I I at least caught that yeah (laughs) I I thought that was a really cool choice yeah Um, Uh, yes I agree I think that was that was an interesting choice 
Um, but yeah, so I think that's interesting. Um, it was especially interesting because I think Nina and Benny. No. Vanessa. Vanessa, thank you. Um, we're a little bit difficult to tell apart sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I rec- I realized how similar like their songs were, mm-hmm. which reminded me of the thing we talked about in Hamilton, which is that none of the women get particularly strong hip hop. No, they get the they get the songy, songy songs, songy singing the singing songs. They get the traditional Broadway songs mm-hmm. that Manuel is is referencing, not like directly parodying or anything like that, but the. Male characters are the one who get the rap, hip-hop-influenced stuff. True. Hadn't thought about that. Um, that's kind of true for all of the women. Yeah. Um, I mean, the closest you get is, like, uh, Carnival del Barrio with... Um, Daniela. Daniela. But that is that is not... like That is Latin-influenced. And, you know, I mean, there's a ton of different musical styles throughout the whole thing. I don't know mm-hmm. about any of them. Um, but it's still very songy. It's very musically influ- influenced. Um, and then, like, Benny comes in and raps. And then Usnavi comes in and raps. <laughs> Didn't know. I think I was so distracted by the fact that um, there are several women characters in the film. And they have agency and... <laughs> um, and desires. And, and their own desires that don't revolve... <laughs> Alexander Hamilton. Yeah, um, which is an improvement. <laughs> which is one of the criticisms of Hamilton. Is yes. That the, the women characters, there's... There's three, three and, and a half. half. And their entire <laughs> stories are in relation to, to Hamilton. Yes. That's why they exist. Um, so at least in the Heights, um, they have backstories. They yeah. have... Motivation. They have objectives. They um, have dreams. Mm-hmm. And of course, um, something that was done that I would not have known if I hadn't read about it uh, was it put two of the uh, salon ladies into a relationship with each other. Oh. And it was super, super hidden. And I was kind of mad about that. I missed that. They wake up in bed together in the first scene. Oh, I and thought... if you didn't know that was them, you wouldn't have caught it. Okay, I, could, I... <laughs> and they they danced together like once in the blackout, and like once in Carnival del Barrio, and it's not obvious, and it's a shame. <laughs> that is, uh, yeah, no points. You, you gotta you gotta show it if you're gonna do it. Yeah. You gotta show it. Yeah. It was not, it was like barely even subtext because I knew about it and I was looking for it. Uh, and yeah. I guess I should clarify too. We liked the film. Oh yeah. We should, we should definitely say this was a great movie. I loved watching it. It was fantastic. It's one of the best films I've seen all year. Uh, I was so excited. It to, was like, amazing. We've been excited about it since, I don't know, at least last year when yeah. we knew it eventually it was going to come out this yeah. year. Um, HBO announced it when it, it was going to come out, um, when HBO decided to release their theatrical release on mm-hmm. HBO the same day. We were so excited. Yeah. We were very excited June, to watch this movie, and I'm very glad we got to watch it. <laughs> I kind of can't believe June came, <laughs> and I'm still not seeing it in the movie theater. Yeah, June's almost over. But, um... <laughs> The the first eight minutes they released on YouTube. Sort of. I'm mad about that. They lied about that. But the first major musical number was released on YouTube. Um, about a week before mm-hmm. that. So we watched that over yeah. and over oh, yeah. again. I watched it a whole bunch. Um, <laughs> it's it's fabulous. I got chills. Like I love this movie. <laughs> I should. We probably should have started out with that. Now we're in. You know. Half an hour in, and we've been talking about <laughs> yes the the, the yeah. nitpicky. I think if we didn't things. like it, we wouldn't have had all these other nitpicky things to say. We would have gone, eh, "It's fine, whatever." 
Yeah, no, I think it's important to realize that we can have these discussions and these complications and these like, ooh, this would be interesting or it's fascinating that they did this. And the musical can still be amazing and absolutely worth your time and and a, and a lovely experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go watch it. I, don't, I mean, a lot of these conversations um, that are, are geared more towards criticism of the film, specifically some of the story changes mm-hmm. and um, the colorism are very important conversations to have and we had kind of said the same thing about Hamilton the reason is because this is it this is like the only representation yeah, that there this is so important is. <laughs> and so the pressure is on to do it even better yeah um and that's and it is it, they're held to a very high standard people are not just picking on Lynn manuel Miranda no. We're picking Alan Mohan Miranda because he makes amazing stuff, mm-hmm. and we want it to be amazing, and we want it to be better, and and you know whatever he does next, I want to be better, and I want to be amazing, and and I trust that it will be. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Um, I'm excited to see whatever he makes next. He like doesn't matter. I'm in. Mm-hmm. Ticket bought day one. Yes. So super excited. Yeah. Really well done. <laughs> Give everyone in the cast awards. I was looking at like the main cast and they don't have credits. Like these are not stars. Like Anthony Ramos was in Hamilton. Like mm-hmm. that was his big break, so to speak. Although this was his big break, I think, giving this role. Yeah. Um, but Leslie Grace, I have not seen in anything. Um, as Nina, like this was her first major role. Uh, Corey Hawkins was the closest thing to a major role. He was in Six Underground, who played Benny. Um, he was on a season of The Walking or not The Walking Dead. He may have been in The Walking Dead. I don't watch The Walking Dead. Um, like Jimmy Smith is a big name, but only if you're a huge fan of NYPD Blue <laughs> or the third prequel of Star Wars. He was in that. You probably know. You yeah. Probably know who. Um, yes. But yeah, lots of the characters were, or lots of the actors were not big names, which I think is, says a lot because I think this is the sort of thing that feels risky to a studio to put out without a bunch of big names. And I wonder too if they got um, the go ahead for that because Hamilton was so huge that had this happened when In the Heights first came out, Mm -hmm. they would have wanted bigger name people. But Hamilton made Miranda a household name. Yes. And so they had... They had a willingness um, to to cast amazing people for these roles. Uh, yeah. I think that's fair. I mean, I think, I think um, like, Vanessa from her first line was fantastic. Like, just memorable, and every scene she was in was great. Uh, doing a lot of subtle acting. Um, her singing voice was solid. Like, yeah, you're great. The whole cast is great. <laughs> And also, like, and I, I would expect this from Miranda. Yeah. Uh, everyone was talented as a musical theater yes. actor, dancer, singer. Yes. I don't know if Jimmy Smith can sing. They cut his song. He, he can't. I saw him on an interview and he was like, they had seven vocal coaches for me for the, like, three lines I say, I sing. That's fair. That might be so, why they cut his song. Um. Um, but generally, like, the entire cast was yeah, triple, quadruple threat of acting, singing, dancing, all at the same time. Very, very well. And that's that's really good, because we have had some movie musicals <laughs> that have struggled. Cats. With... Well, I was going to say with actors who can't Oh, I know, you, I know you were, um, but uh, I was thinking of Cats. Uh, cats <laughs> is, is in its own... <laughs> Category and probably should not be compared okay. to other. Would you prefer I, I referenced La La Land? Well, that was what I was thinking <laughs> of. Yeah. Um, what else do you have? Uh, let me my notes. I loved it. It was great. I want to watch it again. Watch it again. Um, I feel like uh, Benny and Nina were given a lot less to do like their major storyline got cut and so they had all these big songs but not a lot of like support in the dialogue for them they're in love the end yeah 
and they kind of start out in love, and like, oh no, they broke up to to go to college, and then they get back together. Mm-hmm. Like that's it's very flat. Um, I think they're both well drawn characters, well acted, well performed. I think their songs are real good. Um, I was blown away by Breathe, the one that Nina sings when she first comes back home, and she's like struggling with all of this weight of the community on her as the one that got out. Uh, but they had nothing to do. <laughs> um, which is disappointing. That's fair. That's fair. Because they were so cool. Um, I honestly expected more about... Uh, oh, I'm blanking on his name. Sonny being mm-hmm. a dreamer. Like, that was, like, kind of hyped up in some of the marketing and the pre-release stuff was like, oh, it's dealing with, like, immigration and undocumented people. And it was, like, four lines over the whole thing. It wasn't much. And and I don't remember what his storyline was in in the play. I know Dreamer specifically is added into Yeah. I mean, his storyline in the play was he was in love with Nina. That was about it. As far as I remember, um, there wasn't a lot there. So, like, I think there was room to add something like the Dreamer story, and that's fine. But uh, it was not much interesting. Like, his dad was a whole new character, as far as I know, um, and was fine. It's Mark Anthony. Oh, was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Things I don't I'm, know. I'm pretty sure. I believe you. Yeah, it was Mark Anthony. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Which I didn't know until the credits came on. I was like, oh, oh okay, okay. Yeah, Mark Anthony's kind of a big deal. <laughs> yeah, I would not. Yep, yeah, yeah, look at that. Uh, I think I love any well shot dance number in water i know that's what i say i think that was my favorite i mean maybe my favorite is is the f- opening number that's, i think ninety six thousand might be my but favorite. you dance in water and you got me and you do it well you, you have do to it do well. it well you got me yeah and it was just the cast of thousands in the water in a giant pool not you know it wasn't synchronized swimming, but it was synchronized yes. dance movement. Yes. And, um, yeah, you got me. Uh, more water dancing, please. Yeah. <laughs> also, a reference, I think, to the big classic Hollywood musicals. Like, you had that sort of, those sort of synchronized swimming numbers and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, but updated and modernized to a certain extent. Um... The weird, oh, the, again, like many great Hollywood musicals, stage adaptations, uh, they made weird changes that I never quite understood why. Like, I don't know why that was better there. Um, I'm thinking of, like, uh, Cabaret has a lot of very weird changes from the stage show that I never quite understand. Cabaret is a great movie and a great musical. Lots of weird changes. Um... Like, the reveal about Usnavi's name, like, being in the first third of the film, which is is meant to be, like, a very funny joke towards the end of the film, or towards the end of the play, if I remember correctly, because it is a goofy name, but they told you earlier, I don't know why, I don't think it benefits or changes anything, so it feels like a change just for the sake of it. Uh, the dancing wig heads in No Me Diga, or I think I, I don't know if the song's called No Me Diga or if it's uh, Tell Me Something I Don't Know. I also don't know what the name of the song. I didn't pull up a. Oh, it's on the Wikipedia list. I've uh, got a, a song list. Uh, it is called No Me Diga in the film. Um, the chorus is Tell Me Something I Don't Know. The wig heads on the wall mm-hmm. dancing. Very clever. Very cute. I loved it. I love that whole song. I thought it was very funny. Um, I wish we'd seen more of those characters. I think they get more story in mm-hmm. the stage musical. Mm-hmm. Again, we're just we're we're taking a not story heavy musical to begin with, and then thinning it out 
is a choice. <laughs> that some of the characterization suffers from. Like, I think there was a whole subplot with Usnavi and uh, Kuka. Yeah. In the stage musical. Who's that? Uh, the third. Oh, okay. Uh, the, Salon the, woman. Okay. The one played by uh, Dasha Polanco. Polanco, who I know from Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. Um, who brought a lot to this role with very little going on. Yeah, she... She did a lot with very little in this one. Because I think, again, those characters are stronger or more robust in the stage show. Still very good in this, and I liked them. Uh, and... Yeah. Not... They had. They each had their own personality. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And, and traits. It wasn't that they were interchangeable. No. Two of them were gay, apparently. Missed that. Yeah, that was not Missed clear. That. Um, I did like uh, transferring it to film. There was some like visual effects. Mm-hmm. Animation isn't quite the right Are word. Are you thinking like at the start of 96,000? Yeah, they're like... Well, th- in that case, it's kind it was, of it was animated. Animation. Yeah, they're, they're miming out some actions, and and then there's some animation mm-hmm. creating those those yeah. actions. I really liked that moment. Um, I liked when Vanessa walks out. Um, is something around fly away reprise or something? Um, I can't remember what she was doing, but the the f- fabric. Oh yeah, um, yeah, falls down from. From over the buildings um, in slow motion. I just made up that name. It won't be long now. Is the it name won't. of the song, which is not <laughs> obvious from the the context. <laughs> it won't be long now. Which um, is about her her imagining her future mm-hmm. and and escaping to go be a fashion designer. So the the yeah the release of the big fabric mm-hmm. on on the buildings. Yeah, um, um, or like. The stuff in uh, Pacencia y Fe was breathtaking, like on the subway car and along the platform and sort of moving between these worlds and cool lighting effects. That was less, like, computer generated. It was less computer generated, but it was very filmic. It was the sort of thing that that does not work on stage, but is also something that, like... You took this song and this concept and you made it for a film. It didn't just feel like a stage song on film um, to its benefit. I, I don't think any of the songs really felt like that, which is not always easy to do. Right. To the point that, like, I will be shocked if we ever get, I mean, I won't be shocked, it'll happen, like an adaptation of Hamilton that is not just the film stage version. Oh yeah, that's gonna happen. I know it I is. Know. I don't want it to. But part but... of part of the beauty of Hamilton, the stage show, is the production elements. Yes. The bare set, the bare props, the mm-hmm. dancers that are in undergarments and not full costumes. Mm-hmm. Um which I don't associate in the heights with that kind of bare set. The staging and the stuff. Staging. Yes, okay. I think I think that's fair. Um, and I think In the Heights generally will work better as a film than Hamilton will as a film. Yes. Um, I think you need more of that unreality. Well, also In the Heights, Washington Heights is a character. Yes. So I don't know exactly where they filmed it, but it's... Is made to look like the streets. Yes, and it oh. feels like the streets. I don't know if Washington... You, it's yeah. somewhere in New York City. You can yeah. tell that. <laughs> um, I don't know the geography well enough to know how accurate that was. But you get that kind of realness. Yes. Um, which serves the film well, which a stage show can't mm-hmm. quite do in the same way. It has to, it, yeah, it has to do it differently. It symbolizes it, mm-hmm. um, represents it. Yeah, well, because, I mean, the film, or the stage show, takes place like... On the corner, like you've got the three shops, the dispatch mm-hmm. and the salon and the corner store. Yeah. Like that is where it generally takes place with other scenes like, you know, brought in the dinner table scenes and things like that. But that's that is the central focus. And so you create that feeling 
and is evocative of that place rather than the literalness of like, hey, we're on the streets of New York, <laughs> which can do a lot of that work for you and allow you to do other things. Yeah, I, I, I appreciated, I think you were saying this with the, the, the special effects and things, it's willingness to not be tied down by reality. I think a lot of film musicals can't do that in today's age. Or animation will be added oddly yeah. into a film and it, it's disjointed. And, and this felt like it fit. Mm-hmm. It didn't pull me out. Yeah. Anything. I agree. Also, did you notice that when Jimmy Smith's Kevin was on... The phone with Stanford and on hold. The music was "You'll Be Back" no. from Hamilton. I did not notice that. The one that King George yeah. sings. That's clever. Which again, pointing towards Stanford as <laughs> equals <laughs> the colonial power of what? King George. What? <laughs> no, I didn't catch that. That's I that's very clever. That. That's a very good joke. <laughs> There's a deep cut for your. I don't know if referencing Hamilton in a uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda production is a deep cut. Well, you didn't notice I it. I didn't notice it. That's true. Did you notice Christopher Jackson played the I Mr. Did. Freeze guy, Mr. Tasty? That. But I'm pretty sure he was also in the original In the Heights. He was Benny. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> it, wasn't just, it wasn't just a Hamilton no, cameo. It was it was a In the Heights cameo. Yeah. And, of course, Lin-Manuel Miranda played the Piraguero. Um, who I also feel's role was reduced. Yes. Yeah. I remember him coming on stage a lot, a lot more. And so you yeah. get the sense that he is a stabilizing, he symbolizes a stabilizing force mm-hmm. in the neighborhood. It's mm-hmm. something that ties them all together and he's yes. coming in and out. Something that I think you can get away with removing a little bit because you have the physicality of the location to give you that feel. Whereas I think the Piraguero is accomplishing that in the stage musical without the set stuff. I also think that was possibly because they didn't want to overuse Miranda just because he is uh, at this point such a massive star that much more than what you had him in would almost unbalance the film. Yeah. Well, and I am impressed that um, he didn't, not impressed isn't the word, but that he didn't play Usnavi Mm -hmm. because he's kind of aged out of it. Yeah. And you don't have something like Rent, the film, (laughs) where the original cast comes back. And they're much older than the characters, (laughs) which doesn't quite work on film. No. This happens all the time in stage shows. Oh, yeah. Where... um, Older actors come in and play younger characters because mm-hmm. they're well, known for that character. Miranda's going to play Hamilton until he dies. <laughs> he's going to do one-off performances. He's going to come back every now and then, forever. Yeah, I'm sorry, he doesn't get a choice in that. <laughs> I thought Ramos did really, really well. And so oh yeah, nice he killed to it. See, um, the passing of the torch. Yeah, and I think I think he was he did Usnavi in a tour. Yes, of of in the Heights yeah. at one point. Um, but yes, he was fantastic. Um, weirdly, I do think the movie centered Usnavi more. Yeah. Um. Where he becomes more of the protagonist. Yeah. I feel like the stage shows a little bit more ensemble-ish. Yeah, and he's, he is a narrator. He is, he is sort of bringing the it together, guy seeing things. But, but is not the Which is why he doesn't character. really have a lot of big songs. Like, the big songs go to Nina and Benny and Vanessa because they are the sort of central characters almost. And he is not above it all, but, like, short of the opening number, he doesn't have a big song. He has, he comes up in songs. And they tried to turn Champagne into a big musical number. They tried, I mean, they did it as a one-shot or made it look yeah. like a one-shot but I wasn't impressed by it, and it didn't. It emotionally didn't accomplish what I think they wanted it to accomplish, because yeah. I think they were trying to make that a bigger thing than it 
is mm-hmm. in the song. Mm-hmm. Like, because in the song, it's like a follow-up to a bad first date. Like, hey, let's try again. Let's see where this is going. Whereas in the movie, they're trying to say, like, this is the, the finale romantic moment. Stay, or yeah. you're leaving, right? Like, tomorrow. Yeah. It, so it, I don't think it plays... I think it, the, the, the content of the song works against the structure of the film and how they're using it in that piece. But we still liked it. Yeah! Benny and Nina danced on the side of a building? How cool was that? Oh yeah, that was another <laughs> thing where you, the visual effects come into play. Yeah! Yeah, it made me think of that famous, what is it, Fred Astaire? Yeah, dancing the on the walls. Oh, just, Like yeah. that kind of reference. Yeah, it was very much in that space and in that idea of, of how do we do this. Um, that dance number still holds up real well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, it's a great show. It was a good movie. Go watch it. It's on HBO now for the rest of the month. And then it'll go away for a little while and then it'll eventually come back. Um, it'll also be in theaters for a while, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't have a lot of other comments. Yeah, Benny and Nina were robbed of any emotional tension in their relationship. They were in love, and then they were still in love. Yeah. And they got back together without any problems. Yeah. I don't think they were, like, broken up in the stage musical. I think, like, it was always one of those, like, sexual tension never acted on. Mm, interesting. And then they end up, like... She brings Benny home, and her dad gets mad, and then the blackout, and they get separated, and they kiss at the end of the black. Like the fact that that kiss is the act break in the stage show, like, is a bigger deal. Like they get separated, they finally find each other in the blackout, and then they kiss, and that's the end of the act. Yeah, that's not where I would have put where I thought that intermission would have fallen in the film. Because they restructured a lot of yes. it. And because there was no tension about them yeah. in a relationship. It's like, hey, they clearly like each other. They used to. And they still do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, you would not have guessed that in this. The act break became um, Abuela's death, really. like mm-hmm. that's, Yeah, that's, that's what I, where I would have put yeah. the act break. And I don't think she dies until act two in the stage show. But. Probably probably should have read the libretto. I have the libretto. You do? Um, before <laughs> before we watched the film so we could actually know, know what, what we're talking, talking about. about. Yeah, go watch In the Heights. I think it is... I, I, speaking of the stage shows, I think it is a better stage show than Hamilton. I don't know if I would necessarily put the film above the film version of Hamilton because I think the film version of Hamilton works better as a final product. And also, we don't have to rank art against each other. No, we don't have to. That's okay. Yeah. I love them both. Yes. They're both amazing. Yeah. Both unbelievable pieces of art. And I'm glad that people can discover In the Heights, because when I talk to non-theater people, and they they know Miranda for Hamilton, uh, and I mention, like, In the Heights, and I think it may be a better musical, and they've never heard of it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, well, it was also a huge success it won all these tony awards and people are just really surprised because they've never heard of it they kind of thought hamilton was just a breakout well i think that's because hamilton was so big yeah hamilton is unbelievably popular yep and it went to all corners (laughs) of audiences everywhere like Um, i there has not been a show in my lifetime on stage that has matched the level of intensity of love of Hamilton as a piece of media. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there might have been in the past, but I don't know of anything where, like, yeah, everybody has a copy of the Hamilton soundtrack and they would listen to it and mm-hmm. make memes about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, pre-internet there weren't really memes, but yeah. Like, the dream was for a Broadway show to get a hopefully good enough film adaptation so that other people could learn to love this thing that you cherished so so much or if you were really lucky you'd get like a film version of sweeney todd like of the stage show or of into the woods Mm -hmm. 
and that's all you got <laughs> for the incredibly small audience of people who were Broadway fans. So yeah, Hamilton. But this one did well. This was much better than like the Disney uh, Into the Woods. Oh yeah, yeah, so much better than Into the Woods, um, or uh, Cats. No, um, there was another uh, the Sweeney Todd, like Tim Burton oh, yeah. adaptation, which is fine. Like, if that's your only exposure to Sweeney Todd, it's okay, I guess. But that's why I'm glad that this exposes to in, people to In the Heights, and it's done really yeah. well. And yeah. I think it could get people excited about In the Heights and mm-hmm. seeing it on, on stage someday. Absolutely. I hope so. Yeah. Okay, anything geez. else? That's all I got. You got anything else? I think that was everything. Okay. Well, say goodnight, Amy. Well, no, we got to talk about our Patreon. Oh, yeah. We got to talk about our Patreon. We haven't done this in like a month. I, I forget all the things. I know. Don't say goodnight, habit. Amy. Talk about our Patreon, Amy. Yeah, we have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash five degrees. And you can um, give to us. It's on a per episode basis. You can put a monthly cap on it. So uh, if we do 40 episodes in, in one month and you be like, that's too many. That's I'm too not going to do all that. Um then, then you can. Yeah. There are two main perks. The first perk is that you get the unedited, very unedited um, show where we don't edit off the beginning and the yeah. end. So you get to hear us talk to our kitty. And the second perk is that you get a list of movies that we didn't watch. Although this week we knew we were going to watch In the Heights. Yeah, we haven't had a podcast in a while. We were saving up this one for... Um, Although I did ask Kevin for a list of five, and he said it'll be In the Heights or Leprechaun 5 through 8, you choose. Yeah. <laughs> Whichever one of those movies you want to watch. So, he didn't really give me a choice. I mean, if you picked Leprechaun in space, I would have watched it. <laughs> but I really wanted to watch In the Heights. Yeah, so did I. We couldn't watch <laughs> it right when it came out because I was out of town. Yeah. Which is also yeah. why we haven't recorded a podcast in a little yeah. while. And so those are perks. We thank our listeners and don't don't expect you to pledge. We thank you if you do, but mm-hmm. we'll always make it for free. It's just fun for fun for us. Is that everything? That's everything, I think. Okay, and there's Rate also... Us, review us on, on your podcatchers. Yeah, a kitty who's rubbing up against the microphone right now, yeah, so you might get your hear... Kitty ASMR. You might hear that. Yeah. She's been... She's been very good. She has. She's barely bitten us at all this episode. Yep. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Uh, Yeah, that's all the podcast stuff. Okay. Now we can say goodnight, Amy. Goodnight, Amy.